Well, welcome everyone to Serving in Business podcast. This is your host, Steve Ramona, and I'm with the most incredible woman you're ever going to meet. You're going to love her. She is so powerful. Her name's Debbie Sluice. She's the founder and CEO of Dare to Declare, and she works with you on vision boards. And you guys know I'm all about vision. Debbie, so glad to have you on. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, I, you know, we've known each other for a while. We are in the same, you know, consulting, uh, Conway Consulting. We'll give them a shout out. And we met there. And I've seen some wonderful things from you and what you've done and how you get people excited about the business. How did Dare to Declare get started? Dare to Declare. I want to say that right. Yeah. So uh, my background is actually not in coaching. Uh, I was a child care director for 30 years. And so I led a team of about 75, predominantly women, uh, multi-site, not-for-profit. So again, not I wasn't an entrepreneur. I was running it for a board of directors. Uh, I'm in Canada. So a lot of um, government regulations. And so just an entirely different world. But what I did notice was uh, my employees what their challenges were had to do a lot with personal development versus professional development. And I was uh, speaking a lot to professional development. And in fact, as our childcare was one of the top in our province, actually, and uh, spearheading new projects, new ways of being with children, um, I was asked to speak and to, and those speaking engagements became workshops. And so I was required to, uh, you know, level up in terms of what my bio looked like. So when people ask me to speak, they're like, can you send a professional photo and a bio? And I didn't have one. And so I went and had a photo shoot done, a branding photo shoot, a professional branding photo shoot. And those photos were so remarkable that when I looked at the image of myself, it was really my first indication of the whole idea of self-image and how, how we see ourselves essentially determines who we become. And I looked at that image and it was magical. And I saw a rock star. And for a moment, I believed that I could be her. And so the power of seeing an image and especially of it being me uh, really motivated me to research, to uncover how can I provide this to other women and especially to educators. So I was still working in the field of childcare uh, and uh, I researched and uh, so I'll pause there, but that's kind of my where I my beginnings uh, were was from an image of myself. <laughs> I could listen to you all day because you have so much passion with what you do, how your your background and your bio. I do want to talk about vision boards because, as I said before the show, I've heard about them for 15 years. I'm an old guy, so I've heard about this stuff, but never jumped on it. Talk about vision boards and why you went that direction for your business. Yeah, so it's interesting. Vision boards have been around for a long time. The The thing is, is that I think most people have heard of them. And even people that were doing them more as a vision board party or as a New Year's Eve kind of trick or fun kind of thing, they they almost had a mysticism to them. It's like, well, you can do it. And then, you know what? I've heard about people and, and it actually works. But yeah. the other piece is it took 20 years, right? So it's because they weren't doing it in an intentional way in that it was harnessing the laws of the universe 
that we all know so much more about now. And as we've uncovered research around neuroscience and how the brain works, we're connecting all of this now to the power of vision boards. So visioning and vision boards has been around for a really long time, but now with the new science research, uh, and then the acceptance of coaching that can support people to facilitate that it's really taking it to the next level. So that's what I do is it's really uh, become a unique intentional process that shortens the gestation period, really the time that it takes to manifest who wants to wait 20 years. Like let's get going on setting a vision, creating a vision, setting goals, and then living your best life. Uh, you know, one year, five years. Like I hear about miracles every single week. Uh, my clients come back and tell me how their life has been completely changed. That's really serving. And you that's why I love to have you as a guest here because you're definitely serving. But let me ask you this question. Um, why can't Steve Ramona just go put a vision board up and, and me do it myself? And then having you do it, what's the difference? I know the difference myself, but tell the audience why. Yeah, there's, so, there's no wrong way. So Steve, you could totally right. go do that. Go get, you know, um, here, here's here's probably the opposite uh, what what I would suggest. So you could go and get on Canva, get on Google Images, print off your dream car, your uh, big mansion, uh, put some piles of money on your board and hang it up. It will probably work, but... I've also heard some horror stories. Uh, I had a gentleman tell me that he did it that way. And what happened was he got his fancy car, his big house. Uh, he made lots of money in his business, but he lost his marriage. Ah, interesting. So it's about the full life because how we do something somewhere is how we do it everywhere. And so what I would also suggest is that so here's the dare to declare methodology is that you not Google the outcome um, because you're using your left brain and our right brain is where creativity and intuition lives. And so my process really fosters using the right brain, using your intuition and trusting that the universe is going to send the images that you need to you in the process so that the law of attraction isn't beginning when you're done your board, but it's actually starting from the moment that you decide to create a vision board that you're trusting that magazines, flyers that come to your home, whether you go to secondhand stores, wherever you're going to get your images, but that they actually be in the hand. And I also love the idea of it being in the hand means that it goes in the heart or in the subconscious. There's something that's connected to that physical touching of the image. And that goes back to my training as well as an early child educator. So all of that is wrapped up in my methodology I would also suggest you not just put bags of money on your board because the money is the how. So it doesn't mean anything. It, unless you're Scrooge McDuck and want to decorate your house with money, you're not, it's not the money. It, so the, your vision is actually beyond that. And so, yes, you can put on your dream car and your dream home, but what does that feel like? And perhaps who's with you? You know, and and thinking about the vision of your your partner, um, spending time with your family in this beautiful home. So most people think of a vision board as what do I want to have? So that's you know maybe putting that stuff up on the wall. What do I want to have? What do I need to do to hustle and grind to get that stuff? And then at the end of the day, 
the one with the most stuff wins, right? Because he is, or she is happy. So who do, you know, then I'm going to be happy. So have, do, and be. The dare to declare methodology flips it on its head. Who do I get to be? The be is the beginning, not the end. So it begins with our being. And that is permeated through the whole board. So who do I get to be as the owner of this beautiful mansion? Um, that I'm inviting guests to be there, that I'm living there with my children, my grandchildren. Who do I get to be driving this zippy car? By the way, I manifested, I drive a Porsche Macan. It's Miami blue. Like if you would have told me I'd be driving a Porsche five years ago, I would have said, you're crazy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's super fun. My grandson thinks it's the best because it's bright color. He loves it. So who do I get to be? Then the second part is the, the goals. And I can, if you give me some time, I'll also just distinguish for anyone listening, sure. the difference between vision and goals, but the doing is the goals. And then the last, last part is the have, which we just get to hold loosely because the have the abundance shows up when we're in alignment with our being and getting into action with the doing. And what I've also discovered is what shows up is always bigger and better than what I put on my vision board because the vision requires divine intervention. So that's the difference as well on a vision board. Many people mistakenly create goal boards, yep. which is yep. more about the doing. And this is what I want. And, and this, and, and I know kind of how to get it. So I'm going to put it up there as a reminder instead go bigger so that it's a big vision that requires divine intervention and you know it because it's like, woo, yeah. how did that happen? And then the goals come after and they are the steps, the daily habits that you create every day. But the secret is, is that when you manifest or when you accomplish those goals, so each time, each step of the way, let's say your, your vision is to be speaking on stages and to impact thousands of people. And so as a goal, you're reaching out to a local service club and asking, can I share when I know around mindset I'd love to, or to a local school. And when you've even made the appointment and they've said, yes, you get to celebrate that. And that feeling right then is a taster is part of the magic you're going to have when it fully manifests and it will by staying in action that way. Yeah. I love the two tips you gave. Don't put money on your vision board because I think every vision board I saw has money on it whatever that vision is. So that's awesome. Audience, these are great tips. And she's giving them away free. I want you to reach out to her too. Her contact info will be in the show notes. But jump on her discovery call. The other thing you said is put the B first. My God, you're blowing my mind right now because that's all I've heard. The B goes last. You know, take everything else and you'll take care of yourself. And you're flipping that thing upside down. Ah, man, I love this. Well, with that being said, would this work with groups like companies as well? I'm just thinking employees doing vision boards. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, actually, that's a big part of my work is corporate. Yeah. So last Friday, I was just up. I'm in Canada. I was in Ontario and I went up north. I worked with 30 educators. I was one of the breakout sessions. Um, now, we didn't do the full vision board experience, which can take five or six hours. Uh, it's more like a retreat day, but we did a mini vision board, which is creating a power word. So over the two hours, uh, I worked with 30 educators and they had breakthroughs. It was phenomenal. And at the end, listening to them declare 
you know, I believe, or I am peaceful, um, I am courageous, you know, having these powerful affirmations and having this mini vision, which, you know, when there's challenging times, uh, I think about when I quit my job. Um, so eventually, by the way, I did end up quitting my job, didn't know about COVID, quit my job thinking I was going to do workshops and then the world shut down. Uh, I was super challenged after 30 years thinking, oh my gosh, what did I just do? And my word that year was generous. And so I had chosen that word in January. And so every time I dropped below the line, every time I didn't feel generous, I felt very afraid, worried about money, worried about work. I kept thinking to myself, what will my most generous self do? And I poured myself into my job that I was leaving, poured myself into uh, my company. And what I got to do was I got to create a global stage, which I had never even considered pre pre COVID. And so I created that power word workshop. I was just talking about, it wasn't even a thing. I created that had 65 people register, created 10 paying clients from that. And it was like, God was saying, keep going, girl, keep going. Amen. You're on Amen. the right path, you know? And so um, I knew then that um, I was destined and meant for something bigger, but it wasn't without some fear for sure. <laughs> well, and, and we live here all the time in our, our coaching is if you're not uncomfortable, you're not doing it right. And I've seen you uncomfortable in audience. She has changed immensely in two months. She is a rock star in so many ways. You know, one thing about what you do is so interesting to me is how long you work with people, how long will you work with somebody that comes aboard, becomes a client of yours? How long does it take for them to get that gestation manifestation happening? And how long do you stay with them? Yeah, great question. So I work with people in different ways. Um, okay. You asked about the corporate. So um, sometimes it's just a one-off where I'm working for a full day. Uh, and sometimes I never know whether or not it's manifested. I actually had it this past weekend. I was at a night market, a Christmas night market. And this lady came up, I didn't recognize her. And she says, do you remember me? You know, I always hate that question. I'm like, Oh no. Uh, and uh, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I, sorry. I don't, uh, don't remember. And she said, I was one of your first clients. And she said, I did a vision board with you and it changed my life. Like I'm standing there, you know, my, winter garb on and everything. I just got goosebumps all over. And I said, wow, thank you so much for telling me that. And she's like, I pull out my vision board every time I have company. And I tell them, this was my vision board. Look at my life. She said, I wrote a check. She says, do you still do that? And I said, yeah, I have checks from the universe that are blank that clients can fill out. So yes, we don't put money on our board, but it is attached to the vision. So you can write out a blank check. She said that manifested that Christmas, which we would have worked together in the summer. So it would have taken only six months. So the gestation period for her was six months. So what you, you and I both know is how it's shortened down is with the daily acts, with the uh, affirmations. So affirmations with a vision board, it's the rocket fuel. So when you create a goal and an affirmation, tie it to the daily focus of vision and visual to your vision board. Here's another tip. The best time to view your vision board is right before you go to sleep. The second best time is right when you wake up. So having your vision board positioned somewhere in your bedroom, your closet, somewhere where you can see it right before you go to sleep, you're having all those theta brainwaves work to your benefit and to get into that sub 
where it can start to problem solve for you. And I've heard numerous times people like waking up with ideas or aha, Eureka, right? They wake up and they've got, they've got it. Um, so, oh, I've gone off here, but um, what was it's your question? Okay. No, no, <laughs> you, you, you're getting me excited because vision boards to me were like, um, my toilet comes to my head, I don't know why, but something just part of life. And you've, my God, you've grown this thing into something that could be so powerful. Thank you for that story. You're a true educator for people and we need more of you around. So if you could duplicate yourself a million times, I think the world would be a better place. Um, and we're working on that, getting her out to the world with this podcast. Being an educator, I love talking about your favorite book or books. Do you have one or two that you'd like to share that the audience could could read and, and get benefit like you did? Sure. And I just want to say, I know you said it in jest, if I could duplicate myself, but as an aside, when we were talking about how people could work with me and how long, um, I did want to say, so it could be one off, but it could also be a, a whole year where we have the vision board as the foundational piece, but I do have an academy. So I'm actually, I am duplicating myself. And I, in the last 18 months, I have 23 graduates from five different countries, one male, I think I attract the female demographic, <laughs> but um, who are now certified as dare to declare facilitators. And they are up to big things. Um, I have one lady, she's in South Africa. Uh, she's a lawyer and the, the, the government is noticing what she's up to and is looking at her to develop a program to empower women. And she's going to be using vision boards um, as part of that. So, I mean, literally changing the world, like it blows my mind what a single idea that I had five years ago is now taking on, taking on the world. So it's phenomenal. But to answer your question, I think Brené Brown has been such a big influence in my life. I remember her TED talk on vulnerability. And this was when I was just beginning my own personal journey through um, personal development and understanding what leadership meant. And I felt like when I had such a big team and we grew really quickly and it was with government funding, I became very militant um, and just trying to keep control over everything. And when that didn't work, because of course it doesn't, and you're going, people are going to react to that and react badly, of course. Um, you know, I was so glad to found uh, Brene Brown and Dare to Lead. Mm -hmm. And Very so- good. Yeah. And so I actually gave that book to uh, my supervisors. I love the idea of having core values. So that was something that I also incorporated within our own organization. So she's had a really big influence in my life. I guess the other book that I read every day is the Bible. <laughs> Amen. So I start my day off with that, um, with a devotional, and it gives me um, so much comfort, but also knowledge. You know, it was interesting this morning in my devotional, it said something about the ordinances of God. And I thought the ordinances, like the laws, right. And, you know, we talk about the universal laws as, and I think sometimes Christians are reacting to this kind of speak, right. It's like, Oh, those are the woohoo people. And the woohoo people are like, Oh, you know, this doesn't really fit in with Christianity. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's God, the creator who's made all of this. So you're, you'd never say, well, the law of gravity is not in the Bible. So it must not exist. Right. So right. it's like all these universal laws um, are all in that. So that's all I'll say about that. But I would say those are my two books that I would recommend. Uh, that was beautifully said. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm going to tell you, female audience out there, this is proof a woman that went from 
working in a childcare, you're listening to her. She's got some power behind her. And I love powerful women because it makes us us men and you men listen. She's powerful. And when I listen to her, it gets me excited because that means anybody can do it. And think about that when you think about yourself, when you're starting your business or starting a relationship. I think this would work for anybody. I think business is, is what you're focused on. But I think personally, I think if somebody reached out to you and said, hey, I'm getting married. We want to have a vision. Is that something that could be a possibility? Okay. Yeah, I love that. Actually, one of my academy clients is a wedding planner because she saw that I have a vision board for couples. So it's beautiful. They make one vision board for the two of them. Either I, I've done it with couples that are um, going to be married and they actually displayed it at their wedding, which was gorgeous. Oh. Uh, a couple years in married and I had people that were 20 years married because I think at every level of your relationship, uh, you want to be on the same page with what is our vision for our life. And uh, it's it's beautiful. So I do it with individuals. I do it with couples. I do it with corporations. This really fits anywhere. I've done it with insurance companies, realtors, uh, financial planners. Um, yeah. And, and anyone who's really wanting to get clarity on their life. And, you know, what was really rewarding was a few weeks ago, I did the power word with a grade six class. And I had 30 little guys, uh, girls, girls and boys. And I was like the goddess of stickers. They were like, oh, Mrs. Sluice, you have so many stickers. So I think I just <laughs> like elevated to this Love whole other level with them. But what was really remarkable was I changed up some of the provocations in my exercise compared to adults. And I asked the kids, if you had all the resources in the world, everything that you needed, what would you do to change the world? And the answers were blew me away. And at the end, I had this little guy come up and he's like, I just can't, I'm, I just don't know what my word is, Mrs. Sluice. I, I just can't figure it out. I said, well, let's go back to the exercise. What would you do to change the world? And he said, well, he says, I think I would uh, cure diseases that don't have any cures yet. And he said, because I think that the answers can be found in the ocean. Wow. Blew my mind. Wow, that's a great story. Oh, you're blowing my so, mind right now. Yeah, so I said to him, I mean, he's like 10, 11 years old. And I said to him, it sounds like you're an explorer or an adventurer. He says, I am an adventurer. That's my word. So think about the self-image this little guy has just put together. I am an adventurer. I'm going to eradicate disease because the answers are in the ocean. I don't know about you, but if I would have had something like that at 10, 11 years old, it would have changed my life. Game changer. Absolutely. Yeah. So this Absolutely. stuff works with kids. It works with adults. It's just it's just really, really beautiful. Well, David, I could talk to you for hours. I'm learning so much, but we do are running out of time. I don't want to thank you so much. God bless you for being on. I've learned so much about you. I've known you for months and I learned so much more. And I know the audience has. And look at the show notes audience and in the description, you'll be able to reach out to her. And I suggest you do that. Find out more about what she does. Go to her website. This is something unique and fun. And you know what? We all want to change our lives for the better. Here's where you can start with Debbie Sluice. So Debbie, let's leave the audience with a great business tip that's helped you grow to this powerful woman that you are. I would say, listen to your intuition. 
that inner voice. One real quick story. Last November, I was in Santa Barbara home with Jack Canfield himself, co-wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. I was interviewed by him for Success TV. I was about to leave and a little voice inside said, don't leave, Deb, ask him a question. And so I asked him, how can I support you? And I almost talked myself out of it. Like, who do I think I am asking Jack who, what he needs for support? And you know what he offered me? He offered me an opportunity to write a chapter in his next book. I wow. almost stepped over that. And so whenever I've had extraordinary things that have propelled me forward in my business, it's because I've followed my intuitive voice because it's never wrong.